Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I am thankfully rejoined by my good friend Simon. Simon, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's so nice to see your pretty face. It's nice to see your face too, mate. Been a while. Been a very long time. Uh, it's been at least a month that we've actually seen each other in person. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be about a month. Yeah. I reckon. And how? I don't even know. How long it's been since we've recorded? Probably a little bit more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, look, you know, life is what it is. Mm. We've uh, both been incredibly busy. I've been moving house, which has been a journey in itself. Yes. That's the worst thing to do. I'm, I am seriously at the point now where if I ever move again, it is for the last time. So it's either <laughs> into a house that I'll be in forever or to the grave, you know. Either way, I don't want to be doing it again. (laughs) Yeah, I hear. But it's it's a nice house. It's a brand new townhouse in Prospect. Lovely. um, We're the first tenants in there. So it's all super brand new. Awesome. Um, Great location. Like it's a 15-minute walk to Prospect Road. Yeah. So Meg and I went up there one night because we are like, oh, we need some food for dinner. There's a butcher's and food shop up there. So we just went for this nice casual stroll. Mm-hmm. Um, saw a whole bunch of restaurants that we can't wait to check out once it starts to warm up. And, yeah, you know, we're close to like, you know, it's a little bit further now for me for work than what I was, a little bit further to the kids. But, but it's only a matter of like five, ten minutes. So. Yep. You're right next to the city as well. Oh, it's so convenient. Like Meg's gone from travelling – 40-odd Ks to work to nine. Mm. So she's very happy. Yeah. She now, instead of having to leave at 7 o'clock to get into work at 8, she leaves at 7.30. Yeah. Lovely. So it's uh, it's good, you know. Yeah, we're, we're settling in. The house is pretty much all set up. Only one room left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of the boxes are gone, so. Cool. Yeah, it's just is what it is. Yeah. How you been? Busy, very busy. Yeah? Yep, very busy, very, very busy. <laughs> I don't even know what I've done. <laughs> I'm just busy. I'm just always busy. Yeah. Um, you don't really stop. No, not really. Did you have a good Father's Day? Because that was not too long ago. Uh, yeah, it was good. The boys played soccer in the morning at mm. Nuriupta. Oh, yeah. So that was a hike. Um, And then came back here and had... My brother, my sister, and uh, my dad around just for like a casual late lunch. Yeah. So it was pretty chilled. Mm -hmm. It was good. This week's going to be hectic. We got dance comps for my daughter. Oh, wonderful. Saturday and Sunday. The in-laws come up tomorrow. It's all happening again. Yeah. It's all hectic and happening, but um, it's good. It still shocks me that your six-year-old lad's Mm-hmm. Are playing in a soccer comp that requires you to go out to Newry. Yeah, and Port Adelaide. What is this comp? 
Why you got? Why is it such a range? Oh, uh, it's so they try and it's it's weird. They try and put it in areas, so like mm. north, south, east, west. But then they also try and put it in skill level. Yeah. So then you've got that. So they're trying to kind of balance those two things. But then on top of that, teams demand to be put in certain grades as well. So you end up just doing. So we've got like Port Adelaide, Barossa Valley, Gawler, Mm. And then the rest are like within five, ten minutes of here. <laughs> I know in um I think it's division one in the Lawn Bowls comp, they're at one stage in the same division, Gawler and Port Nalunga. Yeah. Yeah. See in the first team for the club mm-hmm. I played at, they've got Port Puri. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. which I get for uh, which for adults, yeah, it makes right, sense. it makes sense. But kids, but you know they they've got to join a league. Yeah. You know, you'd, I'd I'd rather see kids play than not have a league to join so they don't play. And Barossa Valley's junior club is pretty big. Yeah, they've got like all the way up. They don't have adults. They're, they're purely, oh, really? yeah, they're just purely a juniors club. So they play, yeah. Play up here. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, got a pr- pretty decent setup there. So nice. So yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. <laughs> been playing soccer myself. Oh, you back into it? Yeah, I've been playing over thirty fives. Gone from like the first team runners up best and fairest to playing over thirty fives. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> it's like I'm in autopilot for all of it. But they're all the guys who. We're in the first team when I first started. They're all really good friends of mine, so it's actually really fun. Yep. Um, it's it's serious, but not too serious. Serious enough that you want to win, but not serious that like I'm busting my ass. <laughs> like I'm just yeah, I'm in cruise control. Yep. Um, it's fun. Like you're there to drink beers, not play. <laughs> so it's good just to kind of get out of the house. And do that. Mm. Um, apart from that, you know, not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just busy. Yeah. General life stuff. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the theme for this episode today is we're keeping it fairly relaxed. Yeah. We've got to remember how to do this. Yeah. So this is, this is an ease into it yeah. episode. So we're just going to have a general chat about some stuff that we um, – some stuff that we've been doing, some – gigs here and there and just a few other little topics just as a general music discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Just remind us that we do remind ourselves that we do like music. Yeah. And you know some of the things that we like about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, in the time that we've been away, you've played a couple of gigs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I went to one of them. We yep. get to the second one unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. You played too fucking late in the night. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, good gigs. Yep. Good gigs, good people, good turnout. Yeah. Some exciting times. The first gig, the one you came to, mm-hmm. I uh, punched my in-ear monitors into oblivion. How? Don't know. 
don't know how does a drummer punch his in ears. Yeah, that so that that was that sucked, <laughs> <laughs> but um, made for a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you also played on quite possibly, and I didn't see the second gig, but I do know. Uh, it was probably a similar, if not smaller, one of the smallest stages I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, both of them are tiny. Yeah. So we played... Um, First show was at West, West Debbie Social Club and then the second one was at the Metro, um, which, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe even longer, um, we decided we were never going to play the Metro again <laughs> um, and we hadn't, but um, this lineup was too good to pass up. Mm. So Aaron spent... <laughs> After the show, when we were just talking, um, we we're talking to Bear the Mammoth, which is whose show it was. We were supporting them on their album at the Metro. At the Metro, um, Aaron, our bassist, spent the whole time telling Bear the Mammoth to never play the Metro again <laughs> when they come to Adelaide. <laughs> so hopefully they listened. Um, well, why did they, did they just choose it because they got a good deal there, or uh, you don't get a good deal there? Um, it would have been capacity they would have just wanted to make sure it wasn't a half empty room and you get like 20 people in there and it looks like yeah. you're at a fucking festival so um i think the only- and they they filled the room it, it's it's hard especially adelaide adelaide's so hit and miss um when putting together a show you kind of go all right i reckon we can pull this amount but then you go it's Adelaide, so if it's cold, we might only get this amount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I just realized while you were describing it, when you said it was in that back room, I just remember the only time I've ever been to the Metro for a gig was that Tony, Tony Font, Font show. show. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking, as a pub, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. it's just a nice old clean, yeah, well-kept pub. Absolutely. Um, it would be a good music venue if you've got like acoustic stuff, maybe even something like slow jammy kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was an absolute shit show as, <laughs> as in like just the way it's all done. Like we have lots of noise and feedback mm-hmm. um, and like my fold back is in front of me which doesn't work when you're a drummer because the f- sound is coming through the drum kit. So it's got to be overpowering what you're playing. And I like to hit the drums. So yeah, you're not subtle with your drums. No. <laughs> so you can't hear anything. And then cause it's basically a concrete box, all you can hear is bass bouncing everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you know, those are the things you deal with. Yeah. Every, every person and band deals with that yeah. at this level. I wonder if they like, surely they would have tried to get somewhere else, but I assume that they may have all been booked out. It's like, why wouldn't they go to the Cranker? I mean, Cranker's hard to book on a Saturday now. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, Yeah. But. I mean, I think the Bear the Mammoth could have booked it, but the capacity is probably what might throw them. Because when we supported them, it was we supported them years ago and it was at Crown and Scepter. Oh, yeah. And that was like a decent size room for them. Um, so they're probably trying to find something similar. Well, Crown and Scepter's still around, isn't it? I don't, yeah, but they don't do bands. They they really phased out bands pretty quickly because we, we played 
Fuck, we used to play there all the time. We were joking that we should have got a residency there because we, <laughs> we were playing there like every month. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's the problem with Adelaide. There's not really – there's, there's not, not a, many venues left in that like local scene. Of like the essentially 40 to 50 range capacity. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Crank is 130, I think. How you fit 130 in that area, I oh, don't know. I am in. But see, and that's Sardines. the thing. The metro, you can do the room and the beer garden. So that's probably at one something as well. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, physically how many people <laughs> you can cram in there. Like you think of that Tony Font show, you couldn't even fucking move. No. Nah. It would have been at least 100. I suppose the thing with that was it was also like a reunion. It was the first time in years that they played. So. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just talking about but how still, much the Metro can hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for local bands and upcoming bands, you've got Cranker, Enigma, Metro, Broadcast Bar. Where's Broadcast Bar? I've never actually played there. I want to play there. But that's kind of as well. That's a, a floor show, I believe. But yeah, there's Broadcast Bar and Ancient World. Oh, Groat Street? Groat Street, yeah. Oh, oh, it's yeah. It's a pretty cool looking place. It's like a proper dive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know roughly where that is. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to do a show there. Um, is that the old, um, keep going with your story. So anyway, oh. they're, they're, they're the only kind <laughs> of um, venues you can book. And then Crown and Anchor won't let you play there on a, Saturday and a Friday unless you're going to pull. So you get rid of that. And then you're kind of stuck with – I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Broadcast Bar. Oh, I guess there's a Rhino Room as well. You can play there. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's difficult. Okay, so it's not the place I thought it was. Um, they used to be just up from the Metro – um, La Boheme was that cocktail bar. So that similar area. Um, I, did, I did a cocktail training there once. Yeah. Um, but no, I get what you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of missing that. And like I will say, West Thebe wasn't bad. No, it was. It was, it was all right. The, surprisingly, the sound was good for <laughs> pulling in a uh, sound tech at the last minute as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they they could do good there. It's just again, Adelaide people are fickle, and it's not in the city. No, like it's what three minutes from the city, but it's yeah. not in the city. But like, it's like you... NSS, Northern Sound System, out oh, yeah. Elizabeth. That is one of the best fucking venues in Adelaide by a long shot, and it holds like fucking three hundred. No, like no one goes. No there. one goes there. So. We yeah. do have a venue problem, yeah. I think. When, when I think about when we first moved up and we were going to Tony Font Show and Soft White Machine and doing all that. Like Producers Bar. Yeah, Producers Bar. You had yeah. Ed Castle. Mm-hmm. You had, like, obviously the Cranker. They used to do NSS as well. But you, had, a, you had a few. Oh, you a, had um, Live on Light Square. Yeah, yeah. we saw yeah, Dillinger yeah. Escape Plan. Yep. You had Black Market. Yeah. You had a few. And we haven't even still, you still had Metro, Enigma. Yep. All those ones. Walked past Enigma this past Saturday night. Mm. 
Um, and it was like dead. N- nothing. Yeah, absolutely dead. That place used to fucking crank. Yeah, it used to downstairs used to just be full of fucking goths and emos just dancing to fucking the Cure DJs, <laughs> and then you had bands upstairs. Yeah, I mean it wasn't really my scene, but it was always pumping. I will say, like from places I've worked, the Beach Hotel down at Seaford, that front bar, we used to pack that out on a Friday night with like predominantly cover bands. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't think like trying to get in local bands would necessarily always work out there. But we would get like we had like a pink cover band, mm. we had a Green Day, Blink One Eight Two. We had all these different ones. And we'd be at capacity and that was around 300 people. Yeah. 400 people. There's a couple of good venues like that. Like yeah. the um, uh, the Highlander, I think it's called, on Northeast Road. Oh, they have yeah. a fucking killer setup for bands. I've been there and watched cover bands. Bridgie. Um, Arkabar. Well, Bridgie has – Bridgie is an actual music venue yeah. that does original music. Yeah. Um, and that is a killer setup in there as well. Yeah. Again, just out of the city, but at least bands go there. Like I've seen Butterfly Effect there twice. Um, sleep Token. Sleep Token. Mm-hmm. Um, so bands go there and I think they should. Yeah. Like it's a great venue and they've done it up. So there's an actual green room and shit there. Um, the Arkabar. Yeah. And the Arkabar Ar- was doing original music for a little bit there, like not so long ago, but I don't know. How easy it is to yeah. book. They're actually in the process of doing some renos there. Yeah, so not so news. Uh, of course, Hurley's going to pump a lot of money into that. Mm. I will say your gig at the West Abbey was there. Guys did a really good job. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Yay. Um, I didn't stick around for the last band because I'm old and I I go <laughs> home and I go home once I've seen what I want to see. Um. <laughs> Uh, first band was not too bad. They just – I couldn't pick – they just needed a little bit more – the single was good but he, he just didn't have any real intonation. Like it just wouldn't change his – what he was doing. Yeah. But musically I thought they sounded really good. Their slower stuff was pretty good. The bassist looked like he was about 60 um, and everyone else looked like they were in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. But, you know, he did a right job. Yeah. Um, they actually warmed up by towards the end. They all looked to be getting into it, except for the bassist who was trying to stay awake. Um, I'm being mean. He was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, then you guys came on and uh, it was a really good set. But if, uh, what did the song do you finish on? Nice. You finished on Nice. And it was one of those moments where because it kind of just finishes and there's no real like play out or anything yeah, like no that. there's no big rock finish. No, nah, it's finishes just. Finishes on a black. Yeah, and then you just hear Ellen go, thank you. Um, yep. And that's it. That's it. It was really interesting sitting there because I was sitting there with Russell and just have the, I think it was the lead singer from and the guitarist from the first band were behind us. And uh, to hear the singer just uh, stop and like, because it's suddenly just this dead silence and the, because the tech hasn't gone, oh, shit, I need to press play on the iPad. Um, and you hear the singer go, Shit. <laughs> I think you really captivated the crowd on that one because I could that they could just tell that it was a fucking big explosion. And then once they realized that it was stopped, everyone was like Yeah. Yeah. We get that 
every single time with that song. Yeah. Every single time. And, I mean, the way it finishes, it's meant to finish, thank you, you walk off stage. But on small venues, you can't do that because I usually have to climb over the kit to get <laughs> out and it just looks fucking weird. So, If you could, like, somehow have the athletic talent to, like, Springboard yourself <laughs> over the drum kit, just barrel roll out, and then just walk off. That'd be great. Uh, Add the, some pageantry to it. Do the Michael Jackson and put the jet back on. <laughs> just fucking fly out of the venue. Somebody get a rope and a harness. Just uh, leave <laughs> yeah, you out. Wench me out of the fucking seat. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> up on the ceiling, <laughs> waiting for the lights. But it would be, but it would have been done smoothly. It'd be someone would be like, ah, <laughs> and you're just like jerking yourself up and down. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it was, it was quite good. Cool. Uh, I thought you. you did a great job. Awesome. Um, speaking of live music, uh, Jive recently sp- celebrated their 20th anniversary. Yes, they did. Um, went along with Meg, Jim and Georgia. Uh, it was so weird going back into it because yeah. I don't reckon I would have been in that venue for 10 odd years. Oh, really? Um, but it was so funny then, like, I think I think it might have been the first time Meg had been there. Oh, wow. Um, oh, Meg, so Meg's seen the beards. She went. She she's seen she has seen the beards, but Meg's also, like, seven years younger than me, so, you know, she didn't necessarily yeah. go to the same venues. Yeah. But she uh, – it was so funny, though, walking in, got ourselves a couple of drinks, went to walk up. The stairs, and we because we wanted to sit up on the balcony because it's a great spot up there. And just walking up the stairs, the yeah, like the sticky floor, you're like, ah, yes, good, good. Um, but yeah, we mainly kind of went for the return, the first performance since 2016 of the beards, yeah, which was really, really good. It was good. It like the first, uh, first band who played. That opened did a pretty good job, but it was they were also, as they told us, they were the first band to ever actually play at Jive. Oh, okay. So I can't remember their name because they the mic was a little bit muffled. Mm-hmm. He didn't come through super clear, um, but he had that of that era Wolf Mother Jet vibe to the band. Okay, yeah, well, the yeah, dr- twenty years ago. The drummer looked like Lewis Capaldi. I think I sent yeah, a photo you through. Sent a photo through. <laughs> And tell you what, he was having a great time. Yeah, good on him. Um, uh, and the, the guitarist and the drummer were both having a really good time. Bassist looked bored out of his mind, but he was there. <laughs> um, I don't know what is this about bassist. Um, but then, yeah, the beards were the second act. Yeah. They didn't headline. Mm, that's interesting. Very interesting choice. Um, I think it's a bad choice. Yeah, because as soon as the first band finished, basically the the dance floor at – uh, jive was only packed with bearded people and non-bearded people. You know, we let them in. Yeah. Um, hopefully they take life advice. Um, but they were – it's like they hadn't missed a beat. Yeah, cool. They were on key with everything. They sounded great. Um, lead singer can't quite hit all the notes that he used to, mm. but he got pretty close and it didn't sound like, didn't sound like shit. Um, it was only probably in the last couple of songs that they started to sound a little bit shaky. Um, yeah. But they were great and they had the crowd fucking going mental. Yeah. Um, 
And it was just one of those things in that this band hadn't played for seven years and still had the stage say, stage presence they had at their last show. Yeah. Just crowd eating their hands. Like it was one of those things where it's, where it's like you kind of want up-and-coming bands. So like I get it. They're a comedy band. Yeah. In a sense. Um, with just fucking great songs. But you kind of want – I would love for like – newer bands to kind of watch them because they just have this presence and this aura on the stage. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes when you see young bands coming up, like that first band that we mentioned at mm. West Derby, they kind of got it. But like seeing a band like The Beard, you can kind of go, oh, shit, there's yeah. a whole nother level that we can go to to perform. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to see bands who are – Veteran I guess, I guess, yeah, experienced bands and see how they, they do things. Like it's mm-hmm. it's good when like um, even us, like for instance, playing with Mark and Kane and mm-hmm. just see how they, how they do things and how it's, you know, a switch. It's the same with sports. You see, mm-hmm. you know, how teams just turn it on yeah. and do what they need to do. Um, yeah, I always find it inspiring in a way. It's like okay, cool. I need to. <laughs> I need to be better. I need to yeah. lift my game if I want to reach that level. And that's just like some of the small things, like the small things that they do to interact with the crowd. And I get it. it, it like I said, it is a comedy band, but like parts where he's not drumming, or like when they played Beard Accessory Store, which is just a, the guitar and the singer, and everyone's kind of singing along with them. The drummer's in the back with a with a brush, just brushing his beard. Yeah. It's just those little things. And I think as well it's they became popular. So they they had they had to take that next step. Otherwise they wouldn't have been popular. Like you have to grow with your audience. Like if you watch early footage of any fucking band mm. and they look like every band who starts <laughs> out and then they get that little bit of popularity, then they take the next step and they keep going. Like yeah. there's footage of Muse's, one of their first shows, and they're like feet planted to the floor, not moving, playing the songs, not really looking at the audience or interacting with them. And now they're like stadium act, yeah. fucking running up and down. Like you just have to do it. You have to play to the venue and the people you're playing to. Yeah, it's not very often that a band comes along that has kind of, this is kind of a dirty word, but like the shtick mm. and the persona from right from the start. You yeah. don't see that very often. No, you don't see it very often. And those that do, generally generally speaking, some of those are some of the bigger ones because they, they kind of get it. Mm. I mean, it's the whole fake it till you make it kind of yeah. thing. Um, But, yeah, they were fantastic. I was so glad I got to see them. Yeah. I was I was happy for you to go see them. Yeah. It made me happy. Me and Jim are just sitting up on the balcony singing along. Megan, Georgia are just kind of looking at us going, okay. <laughs> They're them. enjoying themselves. <laughs> and then after the beards played, we left. Um, just, I, don't, I just wanted to see the beards. And the look, tickets weren't you bad. Paid you, I was going to say, you paid your yeah, money. $33. Do, yeah, that wasn't can, bad. You can see who you want. Yeah. Um, then we went to O'Connell Street Bakery. Fuck, now that's a place I haven't been to in fucking years. Yeah. I had a custard tart from there. Fuck me, it was great. I would have probably gone to the fish and chip shop and got an AB. Oh, uh, are you red or white or blue or white? Blue or white. 
I think I prefer the red and white. But either way, you can't. Go, I mean, you can't go wrong with an AB. <laughs> you can't. No, unless you're dead sober. <laughs> I mean, I've enjoyed many an AB sober because <laughs> I'm a fat fuck. Um. Anyway. Anyway, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, lots of stuff. Yeah. Actually, let me tell you this funny story. Okay. So, please. um, it's music related, obviously. So I'm taking, I'm going to go pick up my daughter from her dance practice mm-hmm. and I've got my two boys in the car mm-hmm. and um, they were being a bit rowdy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put on a song that you want. Andre, what do you want? He's like, I want that song, um, Luan. Like, what? And he's like, is it Luan? Luan. It's Luan. And Brooklyn goes, yeah, Luan. I'm like, not even a fucking word. Like, speak English. What are you talking about? Luan's like a Spanish guy. Like, what's the song called? And they're like, Luan. I might sing it. And then he gets all embarrassed. He's like, no, I can't sing it. I'm like, Luan. 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 I'm like, look, I don't know what that song is, but I know you like this song, so I'm going to put this song. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. So I put on um, Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Oh, yeah. The first words to that are, you are. Uh... <laughs> and he's like, he just said it. And I'm like, let's restart it. And it's like, you are. I'm like, it's you are. Oh. <laughs> it's like, as in, you are Andre. Oh. <laughs> who, who am I raising here? Man. Oh, um, <laughs> again, slight sidebar. Uh, while while we're off air, um, my twins had their ninth birthday. Austin for his birthday got a litany of um musical instruments. Uh, got a ukulele from me and Meg. Uh, from his grandpa he got some bongos. Yep. From his mum and her partner, he got a kita. Oh, all he has to do is grow a beard. Oh man. <laughs> Look, he's fully into music at the moment. He's awesome. loving it. Um, Elliot and Scarlett have a piano concert coming up. Yeah. And I believe Elliot, for his performance, is coming out dressed as Darth Vader and playing the Imperial March. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, right. what have you been listening to? All right. So uh, I've got okay, – I've just got a couple of things, four things. Um, Paris, Texas. And their mm-hmm. album Mid Air. Can't remember how I found them, um, but they're a distorted, rough hip hop duo. Oh yeah. Um, they've just been announced for Laneway. Um, they're literally the only thing I want to see at that festival. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's a banging album. I've been listening. So you know how you just go through like phases where you just listen to one random band. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it could be from like your childhood or teenage years. So I've been listening to The Sweet, Fucking Heaps, which are the 70s glam rock band, which me and my best mate used to listen to as kids and still do. They sing like um, Fox on the Run, Ballroom Blitz, Hellraiser, um, fantastic band, fucking always good. Uh, another new band, Group Therapy, and their album I Was Mature for My Age But I Was Still a Child. Another hip-hop record. Um, it's a trio consisting of Jada Grace, IRL, Jay Williams, and Coy Stewart. Uh, all the members are former child entertainers who got a disillusioned with the TV and movie industry. And like all the songs explore themes of creative disillusion, disillusionment. Yep. 
financial struggle, rejection of materialism and self-empowerment. And lastly, and obviously no surprise, Empire State Bastard. Represent yeah. ESA. So yeah, I've been talking about this album for fucking years and they finally released it. Fucking love it. I tried to describe them to a friend the other day and I landed on, they sound like Converge with a hint of Mike Patton and Dave Lombardo drumming. Yeah, worth the wait. Don't be surprised if it's on my end of year list. Yeah. Yeah, I have listened to a couple of the songs off of there because you've given, you've shared it uh, a plenty and I don't get it. Yeah, I, I get that people aren't going to get it. But you love it and so, and you, you well, because you love the people. It's, but it's also the sound. Mm. Like I don't like really clean and polished things. Like <laughs> the, a lot of, the, the amount of times people send me stuff where they're like, I think you'll dig this and it's gent and it's <laughs> like, no, like it's too on the fucking fucking beat. Like I need it to sound like it's being played through a broken speaker. Yeah. And this does sound like that. Like it's really fucking rough. It's really raw. Um, yeah, which is what I like. I like that kind of rough raw thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get that people aren't gonna gonna like it. Yeah, because there's a few times where I oh, like I've when we've created playlists and everything, and um, for whatever episode we're working on, and I'll transfer that into one of my other playlists just so I can get some of your music in with my stuff. And every now and again, like I think there's the Greg Pisciato song Roach Hiss. Yeah. Every now and again when that comes on, if I'm not in the mood, I will skip it. Yeah. I'm just like, I just can't do it. Yeah. But then I also like, and I was trying to share it with you guys, and I know you guys hate it, but like 8-bit music, like 8-bit. Uh, I don't mind 8-bit music, but I won't sit there and. Because I'll like even, but like again, you got to, for me, you got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I like things like clipping where it's just like white noise and glitches and stuff. Like I just need it to be yuck. Or like some. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> but yeah. So what have you been listening to? Uh, so a band I mentioned right at the start of the year, um, Hanabi. Uh, the kind of like the easy way to describe it is Kawhi Metalcore. So it's like okay. a, a group of four Japanese girls playing metalcore. Oh, um, yeah, I remember you showing them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've released an album. Oh, Fucking sick. Um, Alt released an album earlier this oh, year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I've been listening to that a bit. I quite enjoy that. A couple bangers on there. Yeah. Um, I have been trying to listen to the new Queens of the Stone Age album. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, no, me neither. I do like the new Sleep Token album. Yeah. I think I've kind of come back around on it, but I'm enjoying that. And the other thing that I've only just really started listening to in the last uh, week or two is the new Polaris album, uh, oh, yeah. Fatalism. Fatalism. Um, obviously they had the passing of the guitarist Ryan Sue. Um and what I thought was an interesting point is they've gone ahead with their national tour. They're actually playing in Adelaide 
they would have just they would have played in Adelaide as of the time of this recording, mm. um, or the time this episode comes out. And it just got me thinking. Like, I understand they would have put so much into producing this album, and Ryan was a huge part of it. Mm. And I understand that you have to sometimes to continue a national tour because obviously there's a monetary side of things. I just, it, to me, it takes a lot of fucking guts to continue on once you've lost such an integral part of your band. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it, hypothetically you're in that situation. What do you do? Yeah, I mean. Fuck knows. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know until I was in that situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, like they obviously, at the moment, they obviously are able to do it. Um, yeah. I, go, I mean, yeah. I, I give them… I know, s- I know they said they're doing it, obviously, because they want to… Yeah. Like, because he put so much effort into it, they don't want the album to fail. Like, yeah. They don't want it to… All be in vain. Just put it out and forget yeah. about it, kind of thing. So, like, I completely understand why you would. And, like yeah. you said, there is that is their livelihoods as well. Like, yeah. pulling I've, off a national tour, you're losing a lot of coin. Yeah. So, I, f- I feel for them. Oh, yeah. Because it would be so hard to be playing songs that he's helped write and you're just like, mm. motherfucker, you should be enjoying this as well. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I just, well, all hopefully the- all the shows are. Massive, yeah. And people go out there if you. So if you're listening to this and you haven't bought tickets and they're playing near you, go see them, mm. support them because it's a yeah. All the power to them. Good on them. Yeah. In many ways, because yeah, no, I mean like, good on them. Mm. And yeah, like I said, got some absolute bangers on that album. So nice. Continuing on, uh, Triple J did their Like a Virgin Hottest 100, which I was very interested in. About fucking six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, look. You know what? We've been busy. <laughs> We've been busy, and we don't care about Triple J anymore. <laughs> no, no. But I, I mean, I still care about like versions. But yeah, that's about it. Um. So Simon has actually hasn't heard the top ten. No, you actually don't really know anything about any any of this. No, like I mean, obviously, I know what like a version is. Well, like, yeah, and I know what the hottest one hundred is, and yep. I know. What well, both of them two together equals, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't. I don't actually know who won, and yep. if any of the songs that I like even came in the top hundred. Yep. So I'll give you the top ten, starting okay. at ten, and then because mm. I, I, I for the most part didn't hate the list. I okay. thought it was an interesting list, and uh, out of my because I submitted my top ten, two of my tracks. Made it onto the top ten. Yeah. Oh no, not into the top oh, ten. Into, into the, the top one hundred. <laughs> um, but I suppose that goes to saying there's like there's like been. Well, there's fifty a year. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. There's been they, they, thousands. Well, they used to do it every yeah. Friday. I don't know if they still do. Uh, they do for a period. Anyway, uh, top. So number ten. Surprise the fucking surprise. Wiggles with elephant. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Chat fakers lover. You don't treat me no good. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Uh, Fundamentals cover of Matt Corby's Brother. Okay. Uh, King Stingray's cover of Coldplay's Yellow. Coldplay's Yellow is a good song. Yeah. I don't know about the cover. Uh, I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard that one. Uh, and I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard this one. I hadn't heard Gang of Youth's cover of The Middle East Blood. Okay. Came out in 2017. I just don't remember it. 
Number five, uh, AB Original featuring Paul Kelly and Dan Sultan, Dumb Things. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yep. Lime Cordial's cover of Divinal's I Touch Myself, which is an all right one. Ocean Alley's cover of Players' Baby Come Back. That's an all right one. Number two, Denzel Curry's cover of Bulls on Parade. Yeah. Number one, DMA's cover of Shares Believe. Oh. It was interesting. Like I don't, I don't really remember the the share one. It's pretty good. It's just him singing with two guitars. Like it strips it stripped right back. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good cover. And I didn't really have I mean, it. The DMAs are pretty cool. Yeah. Like in general. Yeah. I actually thought it was a pretty good cover. I was kind of shocked to see that coming. I, mean, I don't one. hate that top ten. No. I mean, I mean from the ones I know. Yeah. I was kind of surprised Denzel Curry didn't win. Surprised that Gambino wasn't in the top ten, considering how much that fucking blew up. Well, is he? I reckon he came in the thirties or something, didn't he? Twenty six. Yeah. So into you? Yeah, because Jim, Jim accidentally dropped. Yeah, <laughs> dropped that ball, and I was like, "Don't shut up." <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But like, there's uh, for the most part, the list was okay. okay. I thought I thought it was interesting that. I was kind of happy to see a song from 2005 made it into the top 20. Oh, yeah, when when we used to listen to Triple J. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Herds, I was only 19. Okay. Fuck, yeah. That's a good cover. Yeah, I va- very vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because a lot, the majority of the list, there were only three songs that made it from the 2000s. The noughties. Yeah. yeah. So there was the That's Herds. That's because it's young people listening. So it would have been young people voting. Yeah. The, yeah. So the Herds, I was only 19. Yeah. Regina Spectre's cover of John Lennon's Real Love. Uh-huh. And the Kooks cover of MGMT's Kids. Mm. Uh, uh, Gang of Youths had three entries. Uh, Paul Dempsey uh, had three entries, twice with something for Kate, once for Isolo. Yeah. Um, Edge of Town. Um, most covered artists were Paul Kelly, Tame Impala, and Gang of Youths. Um, 81 people on the list were from Australia. 10 were from the UK, one, eight from the US, two from Norway, one from Sweden. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty. So, so the only two artists that I selected that made the list were the Denzel Curry song and the Childish Gambino. Because <laughs> my other. My other options were Carnival's Hey Now, um, the Beard Sharp Dress Man, which I knew would have made the list, but it was a fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, DZ Death Ray's cover of Love Shack, which I fucking love. Uh, East with Bittersweet Sympathy, a symphony. Uh, Glass Animals' Love Lockdown, the Kanye song. Kanye song. Um, Preset's cover of Power and the Passion. Yeah, I missed that one. I haven't heard that one. Fucking sick. Uh, Just a Gent doing Day and Night. Day and Night. Have you heard the like a version version of that? I'll nope. play it to you afterwards. It's fucking sick. And Sparkadia doing this boys in love. Oh, that would have been cool, actually. Yeah. I haven't heard it, but Yeah. So what who like who did you have in mind when see <laughs> some of your favorites and I'll see if they made the list. All right. So I, I haven't made a top ten. No, no, no. I'm no. just trying to spitball what I remember. Um obviously Blue Juice's end of the road. That did make the list. Good. That was That's phenomenal. Uh, 85. Okay. Um, Runaway by Plan B. Didn't make the list. <sighs> Assholes. 
Elizabeth Rose doing Rhythm of the Night. This is the Rhythm of the Night. Didn't make the list. Um, something for Kate, Rock the Casbah. Uh, some of the Kate made it. Nope. They, they were on there for Cardigan and Sweet Nothing. <sighs> that is a travesty. Um, Abby May doing Pony. And I will find this. I don't think it, I don't think they did. Uh, nope. Um, Thornhill doing Supermassive Black Hole. I like nope. that. Um, and then the other two I could think of was Denzel Curry's yep. and AB Original and Paul Kelly. Yeah. That AB Original is a fuck. Uh, That's a pretty good one. Some things is a fucking good chair. Oh, and Silverchair done Yellow Submarine. Uh, that was pretty cool. They got all the presenters in there to to sing. We all live in, and then they all had like fucking maracas and were just making noise. It yep. was just fun. no. But yeah, I, one of the, one of the ones I thought was interesting that didn't make it was John Butler Trio's cover of Happy. Uh, that was maybe good because John's a prick. Yeah, maybe. Everyone seems to have turned on John Butler lately. I never liked him. I like him. His, like dra- his drama was fucking fantastic. Michael mm. Baker, I want to call him. Mm. And if not, that's what he's called now. Mm. I actually met him in person once, John Butler. Did you? He was sitting out in front of a cafe in Bendigo. Mm. And my girlfriend at the time says like, because we were like 16, 17, she's like, can you sing me a song? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> sing for me, hippie. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... While also while we've been away, yes, good things, good things drop their twenty twenty three lineup. Mm. What was your initial feeling? Nah, I would have said mine would have been underwhelming. Yeah, nah. So I mean, obviously the three quote unquote headliners uh, for the show are Fallout Boy, Limp Biscuit, and Devo, which we had to explain to Jim who Devo was. <laughs> that was probably one of the. That was a bit funny. That was one of the few moments where I've gone. How is he my best mate? <laughs> how how have I known Jim since year two, and he not know Devo's whippet? Yeah, I mean, I just okay. But you know, you had the I Prevail, Bull of My Valentine, Corey Taylor, Pennywise, uh, Spider Bait. Uh, so Slowly, Enter Shikiri, Sepultura, a bunch of other ones. Friends of Rom, mm. Hanabi, the one that the Japanese choir metalcore they're playing. I just oh, yeah. I just discovered that tonight because I went back and I was re-looking at the list. I was yep. like, oh shit, maybe I almost want to go now. <laughs> Jebediah are playing. See, my problem with the lineup mm-hmm. is all the bands I want to see, pretty much, except for like off the top of my head. One, two, three. Apart from three of them, mm. I've seen them all a mm. bunch of times. Yeah, because they have all played mm-hmm. numerous other festivals. Yeah, a bunch of times. Like seeing Limp Biscuit, I'd hap- like I'd happily go watch any of these bands again. Yeah, but I don't want to pay that much for a ticket and travel all the way to Melbourne. Yeah. To do it like Devo is a bit bit of a 
full card for me. But like, again, I'm not going to pay that much to go. No. I mean, looking at the list, there were, I think when I initially looked at it, there were like maybe three people I wanted to see. Yeah. Lib Biscuit, Sepultura, and Friends of Rom. Again, yeah. who I've seen, I've seen all of them. Yeah. And then, you know, Hannah B, I haven't seen, so I want to see them. Yeah. Corey Taylor, I'd go check out. I do not give a flying fuck about that. No, I'd go check it out, but I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't go for him. It is one of, like, I haven't even listened to the first, this album, because yeah. his first one was so bad. Yeah. I would just go to see him do the SpongeBob intro. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you ready, kids? Yeah. Uh, it's it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Very Pennywise. And Pennywise just got one good song, and that's Fuck Authority. Taking Back Sunday is one of the worst bands I've ever seen. <laughs> like, very bad. Very, very fucking bad. Yeah. I've seen Eskimo Joe. I've seen Frenzel. I've seen Jebediah. I've seen Limp Biscuit. I've seen Enter Shikari. They're all the ones I want to see. Add to that, I'd like to see Behemoth. I'd like to see Sepultura. I haven't never seen them. Sepultura. But again, it's not, it's not really Sepultura. No. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? And I have no interest in seeing Bullet for My Valentine. Oh, God, no. I seen half their set at Big Day Out and laughed for the whole thing. Yeah. They were bad live. I mean, Spider Mate might be fun. Spider Mate might be this year's version of Regurgitator. Yeah, but I've seen Spider Mate. I don't think I. Maybe I have. I don't know. I've seen Spider Mate. And like, they're, they're cool. They're fun. Yeah, they'd be fun. It's like Jeopardy. It's like, yeah, cool. But yeah. I'm here to have fun. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have Friends of Rom headline. <laughs> I just have friends all wrong. <laughs> but the thing is, like, they'll, I still go always, whenever I think of friends all wrong, I always think of them playing that um, No Sleep Till show at the Entertainment, Entertainment Center. Center. Yeah. And them, like, halfway through going, all right, how long have we got? Oh, 15 minutes. Fuck, we don't have that many songs. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to have a good time with them. So, yeah, they're a good band. But yeah, it kind of when they released the lineup, there was a little bit of controversy, mm-hmm. and it's something that's kind of come out of a lot of festivals these days. And that's the, for lack of a better term, gender equality of lineups in all festivals. Because there is a Instagram page called um, Lineups Without Males where they strip down to what uh, – strip down to essentially who actually is a fem- – has a female member in the band or female fronted or something like that. And once you strip down this list as it is, there are seven, seven female members in the band uh, or seven, seven female bands or whatever, some combination of that, that are playing Spiderbait, Privis, is that how you say it? I don't know. Hannah B, Jebediah, Make Them Suffer, Royal on the Serpent, Stand Atlantic. I think, and that kind of leads into like one of the big things, is just like how can we kind of, the trying to rectify this in some way, shape or form Various versus like trying to get an equal amount of female members onto a bill 
whereas compared to putting on the best show possible. Because it's sort of like it's a really tricky scenario because as a promoter, you're trying to give the crowd the best possible lineup. There may not be a female member in, in those bands. Yeah. I think the promoter has a lot of – they have a lot of power in what becomes popular and what gets put in front of people, obviously. So if female-membered or non-binary-membered bands don't get exposure, you're never going to get – but they're never going to get onto these festivals. Like they no. – they need to be put on these festivals. And you can't say that they – I mean, you can't say that there isn't any to choose from. No. Like you've got off the top of my head, you've got like Spirit Box. You've got Ginger. Baby Metal. Well, Ginger played last yeah, year. Yeah, but, but I'm, just, I'm just talking about bands that could potentially go back or yeah. play these shows. You know, and then if you look at smaller bands who could fill out – Open stages, you got, you know, like the last martyr from where are they Melbourne. You've got, you do have options out there, um, and obviously we we got no idea if the promoter did try and get a bunch more and couldn't because of logistics and pricing and whatever. But I do think that it is something promoters should be thinking about. They should be. They should be putting more on, just full stop, really. Like, yeah. it's something like, what is it, 26 or 36 acts, and there's only seven of them have yeah. women. And then Blues Fest is even worse. Yeah. Um, I think there were seven. And look, I'm not, I'm not saying they should just be put on because they have female members or non binary. Yeah. But there are a fucking bunch of bands out there with female and non-binary members who are fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you just put them on. Yeah, it's one of the – but, uh, yeah, it's, to me it's one like of those – That war, wargasm are fucking huge in Europe at the moment. They they have a female member, I believe, off yeah. the top of my head. Like, why not get them? They, they fit this type of music. They're blowing up in Europe. They're fucking playing main stage at download and shit. Like – that's just randomly off the top of my head. I think in when it comes to the metal side of things or the or heavier alternative side, I think it's harder because it is a very male-dominated uh, genre. It is. It's not to say that it can't be done. So you're looking at comparatively to there's a festival coming up uh, in Gippsland over New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve on the hill, 10th anniversary. Forty-five percent of the artists feature at least non one non-male member. Mm. So, is it easier to do with kind of more open genre type of stuff? Like, I mean, I I agree, but this isn't a metal festival. Boom Crash Opera and Eskimo Joe are playing. Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. Like, fuck, you could put there's a. The spazzies on there if they were still around or Super <laughs> Jesus would fit or Magic yeah. Dirt would fit. Yeah. There's Dallas Fracker. Is that what 
he's called Dallas Fracker. I think. Yeah. I think I know the one. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not a metal festival. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's not a metal festival. <laughs> no. Not not with not with Eskimo Joe. And like, I like Eskimo Joe. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. actually do like Eskimo you're, you're Joe. Not, you're not saying that, but you. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not like fucking. Um, fucking, you know what I mean? It's not fucking fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a metal festival. Yeah. Uh, just so the Blues Fest for 2024, uh, 2022% of the artists have at least one non-male member and that's with still more to come. But currently all that's listed are the Paper Kites, Asia something. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. There's lots of consonants, not many vowels. Um, Little Quirks, Husky Hicks, Blues Arcadia, and then one of the things they're highlighting is Rock Whiz, oh, yeah. which is like it's not even a music act. It's a quiz type thing. So it's like, oh, and I think that one of the other things that surrounded Blues Fest and why it's also getting a lot of heat is Sticky Fingers. Yeah, that was last year's. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just I just think promoters should be more putting cog- more on. More cognizant of it. Yeah, like it's the same with uh, sport. You need to show things like Women's World Cup, AFLW. You need to show those things on TV. You need to like you need to back them for the youth to come through and do it. Yeah. It's like it's ex- almost exactly the same as Kurt Cobain and Nirvana breaking it big and then everyone who was poor basically went, fuck, I can do that if I pick up a guitar or an instrument. Yeah. It's the same. It works the same way. More more young female or non-binary kids are going to look at the, want to see their mm. – they want to see themselves on these stages. Yeah. And like I guess but then in to my and again I'm and I agree with that everything. I think it's just like is it a case of them just trying to find the best possible put on the best possible show? Oh, it is definitely a fine line to what's gonna sell tickets. Yeah. But again, like I think you pick the headliners who what you want to do are going to sell tickets or well, obviously are going to attract everything below that you can you can feel 50-50 yeah you know what I mean like like I said Spirit Box is bigger than half those bands there they would headline a stage or be playing main stage they're fucking huge Wargasm are huge again you got smaller older bands like Magic Dirt and shit who Perfectly fit this bill. Um, I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, uh, yeah, just last year alone, they had at Good Things, they had Blood Command, Ginger, Lacuna Coil, Red Hook, uh, Nova Twins were the female artist mm. at that one. So, look, I'm all for it. Hopefully. Hopefully we can just get, again, more diversity would be good. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things where it's just someone's got to be able to make it happen. Mm. 
is yep. fucking hard. Best way is start at a local level. Yeah. It's easy to do. Yeah. You're not losing money. No. Because <laughs> we ain't making any fucking money, I can tell you that much. I saw uh, Stabitha and the Knifey Wifeys have been put on for the old, uh, what's that, Froth and Fury? Froth and Fury, yeah. Yeah, they're back for that. They're great. Yeah. Good things. Bring them up. Yeah. That'd be, they, they would fucking get a crowd. They can open a fucking stage for sure. Yeah. It'd be better than that pig squilling motherfucker that we saw last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sound was horrible. Oh, fucking, I forgot how bad the sound was. A good thing. <laughs> Thank God I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, Megan and I aren't going. We were thinking about it. We, we put some serious thought into it. I was, but there's not enough that makes me really want to go. We're, we're keeping our, our eyes open to um, Mudvayne. Yeah, Mudvayne. Yeah, yeah Mudvayne. Actually, so there's a festival called Holofest. Have you heard of this? No. Holofest, 100% of the artists feature at least one non-cis male performer. Hmm. So I've, I'll be honest, I've never heard of any of the people that are performing. Uh-huh. But it is, it's, uh, was in Footscray. And yeah, all, uh, it's all very LGBTQ plus friendly, so. I think, you know, that's a good one to support, Holofest. Mm-hmm. If it comes uh, – looks like they've done a couple of them, so if it comes back around, have a load of Victoria and support it. That's good. So I think we've uh, done a pretty good job of catching up. Yeah. You know, it's been nice to have a chat. Mm-hmm. Time to hit the old dusty trail and head off, you know. <laughs> See you in another couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I remember, you know, what I'm actually doing. <laughs> um, But – we appreciate your patience while we have been away, guys. We always appreciate any of the kind words that you say to us. Um, Got some big episodes coming up. Yeah, yeah. We're actually planning, um, which is… Scheming. Yeah. Planning, scheming. Plotting. Mm. <laughs> um, but, you know, any feedback on today's episode is always appreciated. Let us know at Ultra of Noise. Wait, well, I haven't done this for a while. Yeah, go on. Fuck. Contact us at facebook.com slash ultra noise. You can check out Simon's band at facebook.com slash the onset. Yes. Um, and I've kind of just stopped stream, streaming, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> I just have, I don't have time anymore, man. I mm. think I've done like two streams this year and I'm just like, nah. Fuck okay. it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too. Stay safe, everyone. Uh, and we will see you all in another episode. Bye. <laughs>